If you think that you're going to hire an expert company and they're going to fix your marketing, you're wrong. You cannot delegate your push-ups. You have to go in the trenches. You have to lead by example. You have to go through it yourself. Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am Matt Smith, the founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This podcast is a movement to give back to the industry that has given so much to me. Um, in this episode, we're going to focus on one of the most crucial aspects of building a successful real estate business. Not only is it crucial, but a lot of teams that I coach, a lot of agents I talk to are missing this element and don't know how to do it properly. So we're going to dive deep into that. And that element is marketing. So whether you're just starting out or you're looking to take your existing business to a whole new level, marketing is absolutely essential for long-term growth and financial success. So in this episode, we'll be sharing our secret strategies. We're going to break down the tools and techniques that have helped become, helped us become the number one real estate company in the state of Missouri. And to help dive deep on this topic, I'm joined by our lovely and brilliant, that's what it says on the paper, so I have to read it, by our lovely and brilliant marketing director, Jenna Swift. Jenna, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. This is something that you and I are both passionate about, and I think it's a huge message to market match. There's a lot of real estate agents that um, either don't understand marketing or aren't maximizing as much as they as they could be. Um, so today we're going to dive in from brand new agent that doesn't has never even had a Facebook post, mm -hmm. or to someone that already has a marketing company. How can you enhance? So we're going to break that down all in one episode. So Jenna, let's get started. If yeah. if we were if you were talking to an agent that wanted to increase marketing, um, I think we, where we should start is maybe the why. Why is marketing important to a real estate business? Well, marketing is going to be what keeps you at your top of mind uh, for your clients. So you want your clients. So if you had a choice between working with a client who has no idea who you are, you have to buy and earn their trust right there on the spot. Mm. You could do that. Or you could have a client who already knows you, likes you and trusts you because they've seen you literally everywhere. They've heard testimonials. They've had friends talk about you. They've seen your video content. They've seen your emails. They've seen all sorts of stuff. And that's why they've come to you the obvious choice yep. would be that they know you, like you, and trust you. And that's what marketing and branding does for you. You've built, you've already built that authority score is what I mm -hmm. like to call it. Um, we actually talked about that in our team and sales meeting today. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of agents were sharing the fact that um, one story was, I had a consult over the weekend with a new buyer and they said, I chose to work with your company six months ago. You guys just didn't know it yet mm -hmm. because of the marketing and content we put out there. Um, it's just, it's amazing whenever you do this and you keep it up sustainable and you build you have a marketing presence but also you're able to build a brand mm -hmm. what you can actually do over time and it makes it to where we all know as real estate agents it's and as jenna said is would you rather work with a bunch of friends would you rather work with a bunch of strangers right people that already know you like you and trust you and if you do marketing correctly you can educate inform and entertain your audience and you can create more quote-unquote friends mm -hmm. and enhance your sphere of influence to help market for you. Absolutely. And that's where you can really have that compound effect. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, where to start? I'll, I'll tell a quick story about where I started. I remember when I was first into real estate, um, there's this cool thing called Facebook. Um, and there was a lot of people 
that were like, I would literally had friends and families. I started in real estate say, why do you keep posting all this stuff? I'm going to unfollow you. I'm like, are you going to buy or sell a house for me? Well, no. Okay, cool. Unfollow me. I'm not talking to you, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking to people that want to buy or sell real estate. And it, and I went all in on that. And it was just me, myself and I, I didn't have a fancy marketing department. I didn't have an education. I just learned by doing right. And so um, one of the things that I really enjoy reflecting back, looking at that, I remember being at Walmart and people would come up and be like, Hey, you're the Facebook guy. Right. I remember being I was actually at an auction to purchase an investment property. And some guy said, oh, wait a minute. I see you on Facebook all the time. Like it was a constant thing over time that I built because I constantly put myself out there and educated, informed and entertained the audience. I let them know I'm a real estate agent. I'm here to help you. Here's other client success stories and able to build that brand over time to where people recognize me because of the marketing. And at this time, I didn't know what ads were. All this was organic. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're able to do that and you can start and you can scale to whatever level that you want, which we'll go into a little bit later. We'll talk about how we've scaled it to using ads and different things. But if you're a new agent starting out, just start somewhere. Just start posting behind the scenes, your day in the life, success stories of your other clients, um, different things that you are hearing from from your current buyers or sellers, like what problems or obstacles or questions do they have? There's your content. Yeah. I think that one thing that's really important that you hit on, I I was talking with another team leader last week who was talking about their marketing program and they were like, I just, I've got, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And that's just, there's just so much. And it's like, you can look at everything because there's always so much that needs to be done. Even as the number one team in Missouri, we still have so much growth and so much potential to move forward. And my, my recommendation was don't look at that big mountain and think I have to tackle it all, all at once. Take it into bite-sized pieces, take it one at a time, and eventually you'll gain that momentum and you'll be where you want to be. But right now taking that first step is so crucial even if you don't know what that first step is just take a step yeah you have to prioritize what is what number one depending on your situation right so number one which would move the big be the biggest needle mover for your business um number two is what do i have the time and capacity for Mm -hmm. and like i would put those two in a column and find which ones are commonalities and that's where i would go all in at first for me it was facebook Mm -hmm. right i didn't have instagram i didn't have an email marketing campaign i didn't have a video like schedule. Mm-hmm. It was literally Facebook posts and pictures, yeah. right? Like that's, that's all I had the, the skill set or the capacity for and it worked. Yeah. And so, um, figure out what it is that you're going to do and go all in. Like, I mean, the name of this podcast, all or nothing, right? right? Yeah. If you can't master everything overnight, like we talk about this and we honestly, I kind of struggle with it because I want everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I'm constantly coming up with new ideas. Like I want us to have the best YouTube channel. I want us to have the best Facebook. I want us to have the best emails. I want us to have the best Instagram. But the reality is, if you focus on all those areas at once, you're not going to get the most out of the areas that you should be focusing on. So start somewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said, go go all in on what you want to do and what you have the capacity to do. I think that right there is gold advice for anyone starting out is figuring out what you have the capacity for and what you're good at. Because some people have natural talent in writing or in graphic design or in video or just talking to people like whatever your natural talent is, utilize that to your benefit. Yeah. Find that leverage. A little later on in this podcast, we have an actual proven process that we've been coached on and that we coach to, to help other people come up with that consistent content and how to distribute it. So stay tuned. We'll go into that um, in depth later. If you're thinking, well, I just need to know what content it's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll give you exact roadmap of what works. Fantastic. Um, I think another important step is getting clarity 
on what you want to accomplish with marketing, right? So Mm -hmm. what are your goals around marketing? Why are you marketing? Because I believe wholeheartedly, and I think Jenna, you would agree that there's a difference in marketing and branding, Mm -hmm. but they can run very parallel. And so when I say create clarity around your marketing goals, like what advice would you give people that are wanting to start their marketing and ramp it up? Like what clarity do they need to find? I think for one, you need to figure out what your vision is. You need to figure out who your audience is, who you're talking to, and how consistently you want to talk to them. Um, Now, is this an everyday thing? Like, again, what do you have the capacity for? Um, But finding that clarity on who your audience is and what's the best avenue to get to that audience. It could be through Facebook. It could be through Instagram, whichever that avenue is, or email marketing. It could be whatever, but go all in on that avenue and that clarity, just that little piece of it is going to help build your entire marketing. Here's what I will tell you, whichever one you focus on, you you put as your priority. If you do it properly and you focus on it, you give it enough time and you do it properly, it will work. Mm -hmm. Whichever one you choose will work if you choose one. But where people go wrong is they do it for, I did it for 30 days and I didn't have a result. Well, it takes longer than that in some cases, right? You should have a little bit of momentum, but it takes time. Right. Like as an example, the analogy I gave earlier that literally happened in our team meeting this morning, this lady decided she wanted to work with us six months ago, but she didn't tell us that. Mm -hmm. Like, have you given it six months? Have you given it 12 months of consistent effort? And um, before you wait for that results, like I I was fortunate to be at an event last week in Myrtle Beach speaking at the Connection Summit. And one of the things I talked about was a superpower to build your roadmap to success is being able to delay gratification. Mm -hmm. And marketing is an amazing example of that. You can't fall in love with the likes. You can't fall in love with the comments. There are people out there that are seeing your content consistently if you do it properly. Um, But you have to give it the time on task. You have to build that reputation over time so people know you, like you, and trust you. Exactly. I I think about our recruiting strategy. You know, that's something that... If you have this, maybe you have this strategy or this campaign you're running and you run it once and you don't get any anybody in it or you feel like it didn't perform well or whatever, the worst thing you can do at that point is just quit and say, well, it didn't work. I guess I'll never do it again. Yep. The more consistent you are in doing those things, the more and more momentum it'll give. So you can't give up at that first letdown because it's, it's kind of inevitable if you're not putting enough value into your market um, and you have to identify that with you and say, okay, am I, am I depositing enough to withdraw at that, at that point? If you're not keep, keep depositing and eventually you'll get that withdrawal. hundred percent. You have to give 10 times over before you can receive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you have to, you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle from the beginning. And so I think not a lot of people will tell you that because it's not sexy and it doesn't sell. But the truth is if you haven't started marketing yet, it's going to be tough and it's going to take a lot of time to get that momentum. But if you're willing to push through, not a lot of people get past that first hump. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you build like I use an analogy all the time and I think marketing is pretty relative. But as you get started, it's like pushing a snowball up a hill. Mm-hmm. As you start pushing a snowball up the hill, the hill gets steeper, but the snowball gets bigger. It gets tougher and tougher. And you look back down, and you're like, shit, why am I still going? Like I I pushed the snowball pretty far. Like I'm tired of pushing the snowball, mm-hmm. but you have to keep going because eventually what goes up must come down, mm-hmm. right? And you'll get to the crest of that hill. And what is cool about the snowball analogy, what happens if you're pushing a snowball up the hill, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but at the top of the hill, it starts rolling down by itself and it still gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And it starts building that momentum. It picks up more snow, it picks up more momentum as it's coming back down the hill. Yeah. And I think that's such a great analogy for marketing is that it takes time to build that momentum 
But over time, if you do it consistently, it makes a massive, massive impact on your business. And going back to what you said at the very beginning is would you, if you had to choose your target audience, would you rather choose people that actually know who, know you, like you, and trust you? The way that you get to extend that is by, yes, taking care of your clients and serving them at a very high level. But what if you can actually market that and tell those success stories, tell that um, that message to multiple people through different channels through marketing? Now people start hearing your stories. Like literally, you talked about, <clears throat> you talked about our uh, recruiting campaign. Mm-hmm. Every single person... Like we have, this is just transparency. We have over 330 people in our recruiting funnel right now that applied for a job. Mm -hmm. How many posts did we make over the last 12 months? Do you remember? Oh, it was um, 70 something or 80 something. That were strictly recruiting posts. Mm -hmm. So it takes time to build that, right? But, and I don't say that to brag. I say that to show that that consistent effort over time works. But what happens is the first 30 days, we didn't have any momentum. We're like revamping. What do we need to do differently? What do we need to change? Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're able to do that consistently over time, it makes a big, big difference. Yeah. Um, I had a different point there, but I forgot. Maybe we'll come back later. Well, and I'll say you were talking about the knowing you, liking you, and trusting you. Um, I think about like, you know, new agents, when you're first prospecting, who do you contact first? You don't contact this pool of people you don't know first. You contact your sphere of influence yep. first. That's what that marketing and branding is going to do to you. It's going to build that sphere of influence for you. 100%. It helps spread whatever message you want to spread on a massive mm-hmm. scale. Yeah. Um, and I think the momentum piece, right? Like, so... You can't get frustrated whenever people don't like your post or um, like you need to measure things, but you also need to make sure that you're doing it consistently enough to where they trust your message. What I mean by that is we've all seen people that let's use health and fitness as an example. They have a New Year's resolution of they want to um, get in better shape and be healthy, which I absolutely admire. That's good for them. But how many people fall off after the first three weeks? Like 98% of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a study out there, New Year's resolutions within the first three weeks, like 98% of them are already broken. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that with your marketing or are you building that trust over time and that authority score with your audience that they can trust you to be a marketing resource? Yeah. Like it, it's, it, everything runs parallel in life. So I think it's super important that you keep that consistent message. And a lot of times people ask me to, and Jen, I'm kind of jumping ahead. I'm curious your opinion. Um, see if we're, cause we haven't talked about this, but what would you say to the agent that says, well, what if I, well, I'm worried that I'm going to overpost, that I'm going to provide too much content mm-hmm. or I'm going to flood my audience and they're going to unfollow me? What would you say to them? I'd say flood it, man. Um, you've got a big, I mean, your audience is so wide and lo- it's, it's bigger than you know, because the people, just because they're not liking your stuff or commenting on your stuff doesn't mean they're not seeing it. So the more frequently you post, the more eyes you're getting on it and you're getting different eyes on it. And just to assume that, you know, it's like in leadership, you you say something once to your team, you need to say it seven times yep. before they understand. You can't just post something once and expect your audience to retain it forever and ever, amen. You need to post it consistently so that way it continues to stay top of mind. And when you're like, hey, actually I haven't posted about that in a while, that means your audience has forgotten about it. You yep. need to post it again. Like literally, I remember um, we talked, we were building a, you and I were building a funnel one time and she said, how many times do you want, what frequency do you want on this? I said, I want to go until they say, you know what, if I see this one more time, I'm going to unfollow them. Whatever that number is, that's how many times I want to see it over and over and over and over. Like I remember we've done several different marketing funnels, but 
like I remember one time we were we didn't tell the team we were pushing out one, mm-hmm. and I had people come in in the team meeting. And they're like, "My husband told me to tell you to quit putting videos out there. I'm mm-hmm. tired of seeing your face." Um, and it's I'm like, "Cool, it's working, mm-hmm. right?" And so you have to make sure that it's valuable content, but don't consume yourself with. I'm going to over post or over flood. Now you have to do it strategically. Don't post 10 different posts back to back to back, mm-hmm. right? Like filter them out throughout the day. But you have to realize the world we live in. I don't, I probably should know this number, um, but I don't remember what the number of distractions that we get every single day, but it is in the thousands, like tens of thousands of distractions as a human being that we get every single day. And so you're just one of those. Mm-hmm. Like this is interruption marketing, whether you want to admit it or not, it is, but you have to have enough value when you interrupt them and enough frequency that they know who you are. So you build that trust and authority. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to overpost. Yeah. And the number, the threshold is a lot higher than you think it is. So most people are like, well, I don't want to post more than three because I just feel like my audience is uncomfortable with that. Well, feelings are wonderful and all, but that threshold is probably a <laughs> lot saying, higher. saying she doesn't care about your feelings. I don't care about your feelings, yeah. But that threshold is so much higher than you think it is. Um, I, I mean, we post up to seven to ten times a day on multiple platforms. And initially, if you would have told me that a year ago, I'd been like, you are overkilling it. But I have gotten no complaints yep. from our audience at all. I have gotten nothing but positive feedback and our numbers are proving it because they're continually growing. We're getting new followers, more engagement, more reach. I so just got a notification me, this morning that 84 consecutive, congratulations, 84 consecutive days, your, your Facebook business page has grown. Exactly. And we're posting more. And so t- until the numbers tell me otherwise, I'm going to keep going for it. Well, that, that that goes to another point, too. And I'm jumping ahead here, but it's so important um, that, that that's a great, great point. But it, I think part of that is because we focus on the message mm-hmm. and our message matches the market. We 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 look at what is going on in the marketplace. We look at what our our audience engages with and we post more of that. Mm-hmm. What do they like? All right, this is what they are this is what they need, this is what they like. How do we combine them to give them what they need in combination with what they like? Mm-hmm. Right? It's educate and inform. It's huge in this marketplace. While this market is shifting, interest rates are going crazy. Do you have an education that is uh, content that's consistently out there being consistently in front of them on how you can solve their problem that they have? Mm-hmm. Because if they're relying on mainstream media for the news, it's not going to be good for you. It's not going to be good for them. Right. Right. Um, not to get political, but it's just mainstream media. I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. It's it's bogus. It doesn't tell the news anymore. It's clickbait. Right. It's all negativity because that's what sells. So you have to be the real realness in real estate. You have to be the go to resource. I remember uh, when we hired our first videographer, who Colin is in the background taking notes. Um, one of the conversations that we had was. He said, what is your vision for hiring me? I said, I want to be the news source and the go-to for our community. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought we sold real estate, right? It was like, it was hard to comprehend, but that was my vision is that I want to be the go-to for everything. Mm-hmm. I want to be the go-to for what is going on in the real estate market. I want to be the go-to for which restaurant should I eat at this weekend. I want to be the go-to for what community events are happening this weekend. I want to be the go-to for any educational resource on if I'm considering buying or selling. So much so that it's so valuable that um, one of your friends sees it and sends it to another friend because it will help them in their buying or selling journey. Now I'm providing value to the marketplace and I'm being the go-to resource because I'm depositing that stuff that they need in the community. Yeah. Like we have developed a reputation um, 
we have earned it because we have amazing people and we have amazing marketing around it. And it's been very, very intentional that we are the go-to for a lot of things, right? Like there's a lot of things that people go to come to us for. Um, there's the things that the directors of the chambers have called me and asked my question, asked me for my advice on this event or, Hey, would you like to be a part of this? Because we know you have a big presence. You love uh, giving back to the community. Like it's, it's been very, very intentional, but it creates so much positive momentum in your business. Mm -hmm. Like it's these little things. Like I'll give a real life example of one of my coaching clients. Um, it's absolutely crushing it by the way, but he was, him and I were talking about building out um, a recruiting campaign. And so I said, I gave him all my tips on different things for recruiting. And he said, we came back the next week and the next week and it still wasn't working. He was a little bit deflated. And I said, well, how connect, how well connected are you to the community? And so what does that have to do with it? I said, it has to do everything, right? Like, do you know the director of the chamber on a personal level? Do they know that you're hiring real estate agents? Mm -hmm. Like, are you a contributor to your community where they want to help contribute to your organization? Like, as real estate agents, we are a big, big part of our community. We help people with the biggest purchase or sale of their lives, mm -hmm. the biggest purchase or sale in the community. Tell me something that's more expensive than real estate that people buy or sell in our community. There isn't one. So we are important to our community. It's important that we give back and contribute to the community. And as soon as he made that a focus, he started. He went to chamber um, like luncheons and started like being a participation in that. He started networking with other businesses. He had 13 interviews last week with agents. That's awesome. Because he realized that marketing and contributing to the community was a huge part of it. Yeah. Right. Like it's it, those little things, guys, make a big, big difference. It's so important. Um, where do you want to go next, Jenna? Um, let's talk about the building a team or actually let's expand your reach through um, social media because okay. we've talked a lot about, you know, going all in on something, um, identifying who your who your audience is. Now you need to start catering to that audience. You need to start feeding them that content. Um, so I think uh, the best thing to do with that is to talk about kind of how to how to do that. I mean, social media is a, is a massive, massive thing. You've got a lot of different avenues. And like I said before, it's easy to get overwhelmed really, really quickly. Um, so building that bottom line content schedule, I think is going to be important on Mondays. You're going to post something motivational Tuesdays, testimonial Wednesday could be to a buyer kind of figure out your content schedule from there and then, um, figure out multi-marketing, multi-channel marketing on top of that. Sure. And so multi-channels means social media is one channel. Mm -hmm. You can also do paid social media advertising, right? Mm -hmm. You can boost your post. Um, we should probably do um, a, a podcast on Facebook ads and different things, too. Mm -hmm. I think that may be helpful. Yeah. Um, and then also there's other channels. There's email, right? There is all the social channels. So, yes, Facebook is still a thing. Like I saw um, someone, uh, an quote-unquote influencer, um, was talking about how they don't focus on Facebook anymore because its audience is dying. Maybe that's a fact. Mm -hmm. However, what do we sell? If you're listening to this podcast, what do you sell every single day? Real estate. The Facebook audience is between 35 and 64. That is their target audience. Most of those people need information about buying or selling real estate. Mm -hmm. They're still there. Yeah. And you still need to provide value. Am I saying don't focus on Instagram? Don't focus on TikTok? I'm not saying get rid of those things, mm -hmm. but I'm saying don't discount Facebook because there's the majority of home buyers are still on Facebook as their primary platform. Yeah. Just because if you're a younger agent or you hear all this hype of TikTok is taking over, which it absolutely is, um, that doesn't mean that's where the your audience is. Mm -hmm. Can you use that to do branding? Absolutely. Um, but you have to make sure that you are 
not discounting the channels that actually still work. Right. Um, so you have YouTube, right? If your mm -hmm. video is a huge part of our content, so you have to make sure you're doing video. Most people consume content through video, right? And so it helps your authority score. It helps provide that tremendous value. Um, here's a quick tip on video. Uh, we've done a couple podcasts on video too. I don't know the episodes, but go back through our archive and look through those. Um, there's some very uh, very specific tips video related that you can go through and listen to. Uh, but one of the, I'll give you a quick tip on video is that most videos are consumed on mobile mm -hmm. and they're consumed with the volume off. So do you have captions that people can clearly read what your video says? Mm -hmm. They will read a video before they'll read a post. And the algorithms on almost every platform loves video over post, yeah. loves video over pictures. And so you ha it doesn't have to be fancy. We have an awesome studio. We have an amazing videographer. We have an amazing video editor. We have an amazing marketing team to help all that stuff be easier. But still to this day, what performs best is the organic stuff. I just pick up my phone and just it's down and dirty. That's what performs best because people want real. Yeah. And so don't use that as an excuse or a crush not to do video because it works tremendously. And it really helps build that brand. It goes back to... It's a crazy how all this stuff ties in together. But it goes back to if I'm t coaching a new agent or um, having a coaching conversation with someone about how to, to prospect better or follow up better, like communication is key. So I have a communication circle. 7% of how people receive communication is the words that you say. Only 7%. So if you just send a text, if you just send an email, if you just type a post, they have a 93% chance of not understanding your message properly. Mm. 37% is your tonality, how you say things. So if you're over the phone, that's why phone works better than email and sales because you get that tonality. So you can, I don't know if audio um, audio posts are a thing, but that would work mm -hmm. better than just a post. Mm -hmm. But if you do, there's 55% of how people receive communication is, is through visual, your body language. And so that's why it's so important that you're able to do that when you're an agent and you're prospecting, you want to get face-to-face -face so they can see your body language. You'd mm -hmm. rather do a Zoom than a phone consult, right? You would rather be face-to-face -face because they can feel that energy and that body language. But when you do video, guess what? They receive 100% of that communication, not just 7% or not just that 38%, right? Yeah. Um, it's so, so crucial that you understand how people consume content and how they, they understand the message as you intend it to be delivered. Yeah. It's, it's a huge, huge part of that. And it's that relatability on top of that. Yes. I mean, so what's the what's the statistic? Because I know you know it, of um, the likelihood of someone working with you if they've seen you face-to-face. -face. It was like so, way yeah. up there. 67% of home buyers use the first agent they meet in person. In person. They work so with, yep. Imagine if you are, you're on video and they already see your face regularly. They already know who you are. I mean, that's a foot in the door right there that they've seen your face. talk about raising your authority score? Yeah. 100%. So that's a huge opportunity for you. Yeah. I love it. Um, so you mentioned multi-channel. Mm -hmm. So you have emails, right? We have... Um, we haven't dialed it in quite yet, but we have made massive, massive leaps um, in our email marketing. Mm -hmm. um, it's guys, let's let, let's go on a quick tangent here. Let's talk about the difference in branding and marketing. Mm -hmm. From Jenna's perspective, if you had to define the two and the differences and why you need both, like I'm putting you on the spot here, but what would yeah. you say? So branding is 
I always think about it as an alley-oop. The branding is the alley, and I'm, I don't know basketball. This is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> but the, the branding oh, is, is the great. alley, and the marketing is the oop. And so the branding sets you up for the success, and the marketing is what seals the deal for you. So you got to have both ends of the spectrum. Your, ba- your branding is what's going to connect you to your audience. It's going to be the thing that keeps them top of mind. The marketing is what's going to get them in the door, and yes. it's what's going – they're going to say, okay, yeah, I definitely want to work with you. So branding is top of mind awareness, Mm -hmm. right? Like go think about any billboard that you've ever seen. Think about most commercials that you see. Mm -hmm. Marketing has a call to action. Branding does not. That's my, that's how I separate the two. Mm -hmm. And so most of our content, if you look back through our content, Jenna, if you were to say, if that was the definition, that was a line in the same between marketing and branding, I'd be willing to bet we post 80, 85% branding posts. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's very, very rare that we ask for anything or we say, hey, come here and you'll get this. Yeah. Right? But we deposit and deposit and deposit and we build that brand and the authority score so that when we do ask, people are jumping at an opportunity to work with us. Yeah. Right. Like it's branding is so crucial. Like. I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving, I got off the interstate and I looked at, I was looking at the signs because my kids wanted a McDonald's. So I was trying to find McDonald's, right? Um, Well, I saw a sign that didn't have the name of the company on it. Like a big, tall sign off the interstate, like an advertising sign. It was Starbucks. Did you know that Starbucks doesn't even put their name on their big signs for people off the interstate because their branding is so powerful that people know what their logo means without the words? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a picture of a like girl or something. I don't know what it is, but everybody knows that it's Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That is brand power, right? Like they've turned, they've taken bean and water into this massive conglomerate of an amazing brand that's billions and billions and billions of dollars. And they've done so well at branding and so well at providing value that you'll pay $7 for a cup of coffee and you'll wait in line for an hour to get it. Mm-hmm. And they don't even need their name on their signs. Tell me the last time you saw a Starbucks ad where they're asking a call to action. Hey, come here. You'll buy one, get, get one free. They built a brand. Yeah. Why, as real estate agents, do we focus on being these slick salespeople that are trying to always do these sales and these discounts? And if you work with me, I'm the best versus building your authority score by providing value. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's I'm kind of going off script here, but it's so important that you're understanding as you're marketing, your main goal is to build a brand. I remember one of my buddies, um, Sini Agarwal, I heard him the first time I heard him speak. He's the number one team in California. And he said this from the stage. And it was the only, when he said it, it was the only person that it made me realize I wasn't completely crazy or him and I are both crazy. Either one is, is a relevant option. But he said, I love it when people come into my organization and I ask them, because our admin asks them every single time, how did you hear about us? And they say, I don't know. Because that means that we built such a brand and authority that they can't remember which avenue they saw us from because we provide so much value to the marketplace. Mm. That's how you should be focused on building your brand. Like that is what branding is and that's how you build marketing for a successful real estate company. Yeah, I love that. And I think about, we're talking about recruitment strategy a lot. I think that's something that we're really pushing right now. So it's top of mind. The recruitment thing that you had talked about, you know, that we had made 70 or 80 posts last year. I had requested for someone on my team to say, hey, like, you know, if you could you help me out and and count how many recruitment mm-hmm. posts we had? And she's like, oh, yeah, we had like 12. And I was like, that's not right. No way. So I go back and count them. And the reason why she had thought it was 12 was because 
out of those 80 something posts, only 12 actually looked like recruiting posts. The rest of them looked like just regular value, um, pictures of our team, pictures of us having fun together. Those were recruiting posts. Those were strategic to our audience. They were just value. They were us having fun. They were us having a good time. The best ads don't look like ads. Mm -hmm. The best value ads don't look like value. It looks like you're telling a story. You're sharing a win of another real estate agent on your team. You're sharing a win from a client success story. If you share a picture, a closing photo of a client with zero call to action, congratulations to the to the Smith family. They moved from ABC area and this was their first home that they ever purchased and tell their story without asking for anything in return. Mm-hmm. Does that build a brand for your organization? What are you going to be known as? You're the people that help first-time home buyers absolutely transform their life because they were able to get into a first home because you told that story. Absolutely. Now, what if you could take that post, you can make it into a graphic with those people. You could type a big blog about it as success stories of our clients. You could make a video testimonial with them. Mm-hmm. Like people struggle with what content do I use? That one thing, I could turn into 20 pieces of content tomorrow. Repurposing is huge for this stuff. As an example, here's let me behind the scenes. Colin's over here taking notes right now because he's taking good notes of what clips we're going to clip out. And we will make a minimum 25 pieces of content from this one podcast. Minimum. Because we repurpose it. We don't have to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. But we can take the stuff that we talk about and we can dissect it into bite-sized pieces. Because right now you want to talk about being in front of your audience. Talk about algorithms of social media platforms. Short-form content is king. Mm -hmm. And so... I love doing these podcasts, but what I love the most is you take a couple of these clips and they go absolutely viral. Tens of thousands of people see them overnight versus hundreds of people listening to the podcast fully. But they get the nuggets and the value that we are delivering here through those short form. Are your audience getting the same? Like that's there's there's a hack right there. Yeah. You don't have to be everywhere at once. Just maximize the content that you have is what you the words you say can be turned into a video can be turned into a podcast, can be turned into a blog, can be turned into a post, mm-hmm. and you can repurpose that in several different fashions. Yeah. So, and this is something, if you are if you have a one-person marketing department, if you have a small marketing department, whatever that is to you, this has been the number one pain point, actually, of almost every marketing team that I've spoken with, is how do I keep up with the amount of content? How do I have that many ideas? Like my creative juice is dead at the end of the day. Like I don't know what to do. My advice is always what you just said. You take one piece of content, focus on a couple things that you know you can accomplish and you take that and you run as far as you can with it. Post it on multiple channels, split it up into shorts, make graphics, make blogs, make anything that you can from that piece of content. Send an email. Take it as far as you can, and that is going to not only hit so much of your audience and resonate with people who vibe with different things, whether it be video, graphic, email, um, but it's also going to provide so much leverage in your marketing department to not run you completely ragged, chasing down every single little trend. Yeah, so let's talk real estate-specific content. This is something that um, I was thinking about on my flight back from my last event is that I want to focus on creating more real estate specific content. What I mean by that is content for buyers and sellers. And so the very first thing that I t- this is the conversation I have with myself and I have notes to prove it is what am I going to do to be top of mind for buyers and sellers in our marketplace? It's simple. I'm going to get with my agents and ask them what objections they are hearing. What problems are their clients having? How did we solve them? Mm-hmm. And that is my content. That is it. Yeah. 
this buyer struggled with a pre-approval because of ABC. Awesome. Let's do a video. Oh, by the way, let's transcribe that video through new AI and let's make that a blog post. Mm -hmm. Oh, that blog post can also be an email and we can embed the video in it as well. Yeah. Right. Like that's from one thing that is going on and you do that over and over. What what is what is your audience struggling with right now? What is their pain point? Mm -hmm. What is their pleasure? And those are what you do videos on. Right. Like um, so all or nothing is a brand for agents. Right. So as an example, you guys, if you're listening to this, you've probably saw some of our content. You probably are on our email list. If not, you should be um, go to all or nothing in real and subscribe because there's lots of value there. Mm -hmm. um, but what where we get a lot of that content is from the problems that my agents have, the questions that they have, the questions that my coaching clients have. And guess what? I turn that and I make that into content to help other agents. It's the same exact concept. What is going on? You want to talk about message to market match? What is going on in the current marketplace? Let your people know. Yeah. Educate and inform. You think about the authority score you're talking about. Imagine the authority you would get if you have someone who asks you a question or they have a concern and objection. You respond, you reply to it, and you also say, hey, I actually have a video on this that's going to help you break it down even more. So here's this video. Let me know if you have any other questions. Yep. That's another way to gain more trust and authority with, with your clients. 100%. I want to go back to the alley-oop analogy. I love it. <laughs> I almost did another sports analogy, but I was like, Jenna, you Let's need to hear stop. You got to, you have to I was know. thinking about when you're taking your content to the end line, I was thinking about the football players who like hit the thing in front of them and they like push, push, push. You know what I'm talking about? In like practice, in practice? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever those yeah. things are, like, the pads, like that's what it's like. Either. Yeah. But I was like, Jenny, you're gonna butcher that, so don't say that. But I did anyway. So yeah, yeah you probably let's rewind that. You should. Yeah. Have said. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, where do you want to go next, Jenna? You're the marketing guru. What do you um, want to talk about? Now let's talk about building your team um, because this is where I think a lot of people get really overwhelmed. They think, do I need to add? Do I need to add in-house people? Do I need to add a VA? Do I need to add an expert? Like, where do I go? What do I do to build this team out from there? Um, and it can be incredibly overwhelming. So this is more for a someone that's already done the steps we just talked about. Mm -hmm. They're getting some momentum. They're pushing that snowball up the hill. And now they need to leverage some more help. Yeah. Right? So they need to build a team around them. Um, so the first step that I would take, and Jenna, correct me if I'm wrong, is you have to take inventory. Right? You have to do an audit on mm -hmm. where what am I doing great at? What is taking the majority of my time? Where can I expand and find that priority again, right? Like in marketing, you, can, you can't be everything to everyone. Who is my target market? Where is the biggest gap that I identify? And how can I fill that gap? And most of the time, what you will find is like, as an example, I'll relate this to building a real estate team. The first hire for most real estate agents needs to be an assistant. Mm -hmm. Duplicate yourself with the stuff that is not the most high productive activities with your time. Yeah, right. But. So do a time study. See what you're doing with marketing. And what we have found is VAs are amazing marketing support. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in learning more about that, please reach out to me. I've got a great connection um, with uh, with the owner of Sphere Rocket that has been amazing to help with our VAs. And they are phenomenal employees. They're willing to learn. They, they do amazing. Um, so as a matter of fact, you've seen any of our content, it's a 98% chance that one of our uh, VA uh, video editors did the editing. Um, and so there's there's amazing opportunity to scale there and it changes their lives for them and their family. A whole another podcast on that. Yeah. Um, but there's amazing opportunity there. So I think building a team is, that goes back to leadership, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a passion of mine. Um, something I work on every single day to improve 
But leadership, the key to leadership is being able to wake up every day, realize that you are in a servant position, number one. There's only one type of leadership, in my opinion, and it is servant leadership by example. And so if you're going to grow a team underneath you, I don't care if it's an assistant or if it's 100,000 people underneath you, you have to be a servant leader and you have to lead by example, period. Um, and so, But your number one job as a servant leader is to replace yourself. Wake up every single day and say, all right, how can I replace myself? Here's where people get stuck. And maybe you're a single agent and this doesn't apply to you, but there's people that are maybe on a marketing team that may be listening to this, and this absolutely does, is where I've seen stunts in growth in our organization and in others and at times has been where someone is afraid to replace themselves because they feel less valuable. Mm-hmm. Here's what I will tell you as a, as a team leader, as a coach, as being around some of the top performers in the world on a fortunately weekly basis Every single one of them will tell you the exact same thing. If you if you are able to replace yourself, you're twice as valuable, valuable, not half. So as a leader, as you grow something, you need to wake up every single day and say, how can I replace myself? You want to provide more value. You want to be more valuable. You want to make more money. You want to provide more opportunity. Replace yourself. Mm-hmm. That makes you twice as valuable, not half as valuable. Yeah. And it empowers others as yes. you do it too. Um, you know, I think one thing that I see is people who want – to hire in these um, expert level people. Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, but I also want, I, I Can wanna, I interrupt you real quick? Yeah, go for it. If you, if you think that you're gonna hire an expert company and they're gonna fix your marketing, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You cannot delegate your pushups. You have to go into the trenches, you have to lead by example, you have to go through it yourself. Can they enhance it? Absolutely. We use some tools to enhance our marketing. Absolutely you can. But here's where people go wrong. I want to hire this social media company. They're going to take over my social media. I'm not going to have to deal with it. I promise you that is not going to deliver the value that you need, your clients deserve, and it's not going to scale your business. Yeah. They are an enhancement, not a replacement. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of experts, they became experts because they put in the work. Yes. They they had to All learn. They had to start somewhere. And when you're looking at your marketing department, say you want someone who's an incredible copywriter, phenomenal. Find someone who is a strong writer to begin with, and maybe they're not an official copywriter. Maybe they're not, maybe they haven't done anything crazy with it, but they have the potential to become that. Train them, coach them, give them the tools that they need to thrive, and then you will have a copyright expert, but you have to. I think you're limiting yourself if you try to hire this high level, incredibly trained team and versus hiring people who just want the job and who have the potential and then coaching them and training them and giving them what they need to succeed. Yeah, I agree with that. Let me add an asterisk to it Mm -hmm. because there is value to hiring someone that has that experience already. As long as they're a good fit for the culture, they have the experience, Mm, they can enhance. They can enhance an environment quicker sometimes. Um, but also that person's hard to find. Mm-hmm. And so what I believe in is if you want to grow and scale, you have to create vertical um, growth within your organization. And so this is probably a little higher level for someone that's building an entire team, but you always have to look within from within to promote before you look external, look internal first, right? But um, that doesn't mean that just because they're internal that they deserve that that opportunity like you don't want to create that entitled attitude but you also want to make sure you have opportunity for your team to grow and i think that a lot of real estate agents just look for the silver bullet right Mm -hmm. they want the magic pill and if i just hire abc marketing company they'll do it all for me and don't get me wrong there's some amazing marketing companies out there that will absolutely enhance your business but you can't detach totally you Mm -hmm. have to be involved you have to help with the content 
they don't know your marketplace as well as you do. They don't know what content your audience wants to hear. Yeah. Like they can enhance, they can't replace. Yeah. Well, I think about you as a team leader. I mean, you, you've got a ton of responsibility on your plate. You're not completely detached from the marketing department. You have very important be. roles within it. You help us with our copyright. You are the voice in a lot of our things because this is part of who you are. Yep. Um, and it wouldn't be authentic if you were separated 100%. from it. We've, tr- we've tried that before, and I had to come back in and said, nope, this is not my voice. And not that you guys were doing a bad job. You guys are doing phenomenal. But what I see a lot of leaders um, in my position as an example is that here's my belief, and I hope – please don't take offense to this because none is intended – but a good team leader will always be the visionary of the marketing company. Mm-hmm. And some of those say that that if you want to, I don't believe in titles, but like that means that I'm in charge of strategy for the marketing company. I always will be. Not that I can't empower Jenna to come up with ideas, which she absolutely does. Where I, I see people lose touch is they say, well, Jenna's got it now. Let her run with it. Mm-hmm. She still needs that team leader's attachment because I learned something at these events. I see something from another team leader. I see something that is valuable that we collaborate together on, and now we have a way better end product. Yeah. Well, what's the saying? Um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Is this another alley-oop? Alley-oop. But <laughs> I think like if I, it, it would be an, it would honestly be a tragedy if the if our marketing department was just one voice, um, because we're a team of so many, of so many different voices, of so many different characters, that your marketing needs to reflect that too. Well, and I think too, if we're talking about educating your your audience, right? Educate, inform, entertain. Like you've got the entertainment, like you guys got that without me, right? Like you guys could do that. Entertainment's very easy on our team. (laughs) Yeah, you guys could do that without me. We got a lot of characters in our environment. But the education, I think it would be, it would be – it would not be a good idea. It would be irresponsible of me. There's the word. It would be irresponsible of me to detach from the education that we need to put out in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Like as a team leader, I have access to other information. I've seen things through different marketplaces. I've just been around longer, and I see it through a different lens. And for me to expect my marketing team, who in most cases, in Jenna's case, has never sold real estate, right? Mm-hmm. She's bought and sold real estate herself, but she's never yeah. sold real estate, to understand how to take a KCM article and put that into our audience as the right message is irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And so if you really want to educate, you believe in upping that authority score, your your voice still needs to be attached. Yeah. You need to be able to delegate and leverage amazing people like Jenna and your, my, our amazing marketing team, but you also can't completely disappear. You need to inspect what you expect. Yes. Yeah. And you have to be that you have to be that voice and that um, that visionary mm-hmm. of the marketing company, the marketing team. Um, so let's talk about technology. Um, yeah. So I have two different perspectives on this, and it's it's weird because I know what I'm saying. I just don't know if I can communicate it clearly. Because um, I think technology is amazing. I think mm-hmm. automation is phenomenal. But I also think, and I truly believe in, a lot of times. The value is in the inefficiencies, Mm -hmm. meaning that personal touch, that handwritten letter, that thing that isn't automated, but you you took time just to do a personal video for a personal client Mm -hmm. versus sending them that video that we recorded two weeks ago. Those inefficiencies really build those relationships and help scale marketing as well. Yeah. And so it's a combination of both. You Mm -hmm. can't just automate everything. If you automate yourself out of a business, you no longer have a job and you're not going to grow. 
Yeah. Like automation, again, is an enhancement, not a replacement. Exactly. Well, it's like, you know, this, like those robots, they're coming for our jobs. Well, <laughs> they're not. Um, because they are, some of them. <laughs> some of them. Maybe self-checkout. But I, when it comes to... <laughs> Ordering at McDonald's. Right. When it comes to marketing, though, like you have to have a voice. You have to have a human element into things. And we mm-hmm. have tried to leverage some technology so 100% that the product felt like... It felt inauthentic, it and was. so we had to say, "Okay, let's take a step back. Let's let's leverage this still, mm-hmm. but let's add more of that human element so into let's it." Let's take people behind the curtain. Like, there's a lot of copyright that um, the marketing team, yourself, other people in the marketing team will send me for approval, mm-hmm. right? And so what what that does is it allows me to you generate your ideas, and I finalize my ideas, and I send it back to you and say, "If you want to make adjustments, please." But here's the direction I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows me to still put my voice, but I don't have to think up all of it myself because I give you power as well and the marketing team power to come up with those ideas. Yeah. Like here's where I've seen um, AI, like chat GPT is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use this cool tool called Jasper as well for different things, right? Like if you are if you have a pulse and you're in real estate, you've heard about it by now. But here's what I will let you know is it is an enhancement, not a replacement. So if you just say, hey, chat GPT, I want you to create the top three things for why a buyer should buy in today's marketplace. It'll give you amazing content, but you have to use your voice. Mm-hmm. You have to enhance that, what they say. Otherwise, you become inauthentic and your authority score goes down. Yeah. The consumer is smart in today's world. You can't just copy and paste. You have to use that as an idea. Use that as a way to brainstorm, but make adjustments. And don't do what people do in high school or in college and just change two or three words to make it theirs, right? It's still plagiarism. Yeah, right? Yes, Yes, you have to still use your voice because people want to hear your voice. They want Mm -hmm. to hear your perspective, not the computer's perspective. If you add that human element, it really enhances um, your content game and it makes it way easier. Like I talked to um, a couple of my buddies, um, Nick McLean and Sunit Agarwal, who did a wonderful, they're doing a wonderful course right now on AI and how to maximize it in your business. You guys should check it out. Um, But that part of that course, I talked to them privately at this event, both of them, and they said the biggest aha for most people that attended that course was that AI is not a replacement, it's an enhancement. Mm -hmm. And what they mean by that is like a lot of people want, again, real estate agents just want the easy route. And I want to make people's lives easier, but you also can't, can't expect AI to write all of your emails, AI to write all of your video content. You have to put your voice in place. Yeah. Right? Like you need, like for me, it's a great idea starter, but I have to be the one that finishes it. And that's what I highly recommend. That's why technology will absolutely help you scale. Anything you can do to automate Mm -hmm. will absolutely help you scale. Here's another thing with technology too, though, especially automations, is it works great when it works. Yeah. But when it doesn't work, you look like an idiot. Yep. <laughs> and um, and so you have to be able to inspect what you expect and use those tools to enhance your business. But I just want to be extremely clear. Most people hear, hey, use technology to scale and automate. They think that that means that they no longer are involved. And that's not the case at all. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think the winning content strategy, um, there's one thing I really want to hit on I guess, I guess it would be a warning to people. So, cause we've kind of walked through, you've started out, you've scaled your marketing department, you've got your content. Now you're really on that momentum. You're really on that high. 
the biggest warning at that point is a lot of people are like, awesome, I figured it out. I nailed it. Yeah. Good job. High fives. And that's the most dangerous place to be in because marketing is always moving. Things are always changing and you have to stay in front of it all the time. You can't just coast ever in marketing ever or you will be left Just because it worked yesterday doesn't mean it's going to work today. Yep. Um, there's two parts to that is that uh, marketing is always enhancing and changing and evolving, um, but so is the real estate market, and both of those have to be in alignment. And so we were talking a little bit before before we started is that it's amazing to me how parallel a successful real estate company sales objective and a successful real estate company marketing objective run in alignment together. Mm-hmm. They have to run parallel. And so with that being said, think about last time you changed your sales strategy. It was probably yesterday and it'll probably change again tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? With this ever evolving real estate market. Now realize all of the other outside factors of marketing and what is changing in marketing. You have to make sure that you are innovating, but you're also running both of those in parallel. Mm-hmm. And so what message are you talking about in your sales meetings? That's the message that you also need to be talking about in your marketing. Yeah. And those always will constantly evolve and change. It can never be a, oh, I got it nailed. Like you can have the basics and the fundamentals of, hey, here's our structure and our process. But you also have to be willing to innovate and evolve. Yeah. One thing on our team, we don't take the mindset of, well, that's not for me. Um, so we have te- people on our marketing team, myself, who sit in on sales meetings mm-hmm. every now and then. Because it's important to, to understand what conversations you guys are having in there what problems you're having, what new things you're working through. So that way when we're doing our, our marketing, our branding, our you know messaging, that they run in line with each other. We're, we're constantly going back and forth. And that's why even today we've got a marketing mastermind with the rest of our team. The agents will be part of part of that experience and they'll, they'll help to see kind of where we're at on things. Yeah. And we're, you're constantly working together. 100%. Um, I want to wrap this up. This has been great. I want to wrap this up with a huge value add at the end. I want to give you guys something tangible you can take away. So this is the multi-channel marketing machine. Mm -hmm. So this is what we use personally. This is what my coach, mentor, and friend, John Cheplak, has given us. It works amazing. Um, It doesn't work overnight. It takes consistent effort over time, but it's called a multi-channel marketing machine. So it's one piece of content every week. Yep. So for those of you that are saying, I don't have time, make time. It's not time management, it's choice management. We're all the same 24 hours a day. If you believe that marketing is important and will enhance your business, make the choice to make the time. Yeah. It's important. Um, So one piece of content a week. Those pieces of content are broken down into video form. Mm -hmm. You can also repurpose them like we talked about, but video form is a must. A market update once a month. Yep. What is going on in your real estate market? How does it affect your buyers? How does it affect your sellers? Be the resource. Number two is community events that are happening. So what is happening in your community? Like I said earlier, you want to be the go-to. You want to be the resource. So whether it's this um, huge event that's happening for Christmas or for um, there, here's these haunted houses or here's where you should go trick-or-treating or whatever is happening in your community for that month, mm-hmm. you need to be the resource and be the go-to. Again, a video, but also a graphic. Mm-hmm. Like imagine that video and graphic being shared out at at the schools, at different places, because now you are the resource for people to go to to say, what should I do this weekend? Yeah. Do you think that'll help you buy or sell real estate? Absolutely. Um, Also, we have community spotlights. We love, this is probably my favorite one, is we get to highlight other local businesses that are doing great things in our area. And I think this works really well because I love giving back. Mm-hmm. But I think it also works well from a strategy standpoint is because we are highlighting their business and naturally the law of reciprocity happens. 
If you give something of value to another business owner, guess what they want to give back to you? They want to give value to you. And you want to talk about enhancing your community? Do a video that promotes them. Send it to them. Promote it on your channel. Send it out to your database. Enhance their business and share it with them. And now they also take that and they get that feeling of, wow, this these people actually care about the community. They're trying to grow my business. But on top of that, they will also share that on their channels. And mm-hmm. now you're in front of their audience as well. Want to talk about expanding your audience and your footprint? That's a very, very great way to do that in a positive way. Yeah. And last but certainly not least is one piece of educational content every single week. Um, I I think that one you can go crazy on and you can do once a day, right? But at minimum once a week. So that is a educational content to a buyer, to a seller in your marketplace on here's a tip, here's a strategy, here's a success story, something of education that you're providing value to your audience once a week. You do those four pieces every single week. I promise you do that on a rotation consistently, you will build a brand and you will set your company up for marketing success. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect place to start too. If you're looking to, if you've got a content schedule in front of you that's empty and you don't know what to do, that's your content schedule. Yep. Focus on that, grow it, nurture it, and you will you will grow immensely from there. And so on those, again, let me take this another layer deeper, is you do all of those. You do that in video form. You break that video into shorts and reels. You post it on TikTok, on, on Instagram, on Facebook reels. You also can do that in your email channels, right? You can make blogs out of that. You can make vlogs on your channel, put it on YouTube. Like that one, one content per week can distribute on all these different platforms. And now you become omnipresence, mm-hmm. which, which is how you build a true brand um, is becoming omnipresent. This guy's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You want that. Right. Um, so make sure you distribute that through multiple channels as well. That's why it's multi-channel. It's, it's different content ideas, but it's also distributed so that you get that omnipresence feeling in your marketplace and you become the go-to resource. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, Jenna. Well, thanks so much for being here. Um, What's your last tip for the people? Last tip is just get started. That's where we started this whole entire episode on was take your first step. Don't don't try to overanalyze it. Don't try to make it super fancy. Just take a step and then take another and then take another and you will get where you want to go. That reminds me of one of my favorite stories um, that I actually haven't even read. I just heard another video on it, but I'm going to steal it anyway. <laughs> it's called The Boy, The Horse, The Dog, and The Forest. I don't know. Something like that. A sports analogy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, the story is amazing. And so it's about this boy and this horse talks in the story, right? And so they're lost in the woods. And the boy is like freaking out and says, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I'm lost in the woods. I can't see my way out of the forest. I can't see what I need to do with marketing, right? I can't see my way out of this forest. And the horse says, not a problem. Can you see your next step? He says, yes, I can. And the horse says, well, just take that one step at a time. Mm -hmm. If this is overwhelming to you, one bite at a time. Shoot one video today. Write one blog today. Mm-hmm. put something in AI content and say, Hey, I need help with real estate content strategy and just go and do it. Like I seen Chep do this at the event. I wish I had my phone on me, but he's done this twice now. And I love it. The whole room like eats it up because he says, you want to, here's the video strategy that works. You take out your cell phone you talk about something that's relevant in your phone. You hit post, you throw the damn thing and you run away mm-hmm. because what people do is they obsess over, I want to watch that. How did I sound before I post it? Oh, nobody's liked it yet. I need to delete it. Mm-hmm. Let it be post it and let it go. Like you have to put that content out there. And here's what I will tell you. I'm still I'm still not great on video. I'm still not great on podcast. But I still post every single day mm-hmm. consistently over and over and over. And over time, it's getting better and better and better. Like it, it works. And will people make fun of you? Sure. 
but there's also people that resonate with your message. People already know what you look like. They know how you sound. They know they know all of that. Like if you meet with them as a real estate agent, you want to meet with people in person, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's your goal. Meet with them in person through video. Yeah. They already are going to know what you look like and sound like. So just take your next step. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Ten, this is uh, some secrets for marketing success. There's a lot of stuff we covered. Uh, if there's any questions you guys have, please don't hesitate to reach out. And make sure you check out our new website. Um, it's still in, in work in progress, but allornothinginrealestate.com. There's a lot of content there. There's free webinars there. You can subscribe to our email list. You can see a lot of our content there. Again, this is a movement. This is a passion project for me to give back to the industry that's given so much to me and my family. So make sure you check that out. You can follow the podcast, different episodes there, allornothinginrealestate.com. And as always, guys, thanks for listening and let us know what we can do to help. 